Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to the Newcastle preview episode for the match that's at 8pm at St James's Park on Friday. Hello guys, um, jumping straight in. Uh, lineups, any changes you would make? Um, I'm not going to lie, I think we played semi-good against Wolves, uh, especially the first half. Massive improvement on the Sheffield United game. The only changes I would make is if, obviously, well, well once we're doing this podcast at the moment, we don't know who's fit. So we don't know if Samson's fit. We don't know if uh, Jack's fit. So we're sort of making presumptions that certain people are fit. I'm making the presumption that Jack isn't. So my team won't have him in. Um, So I pretty much would have the midfield full of energy still. So Louise, Samson, and I'm looking at either Nakamba or McGinn. But how good McGinn played, I think McGinn will get the call ahead. So pretty much the same uh, midfield. Uh, the last game was Barkley's chance to sort of prove a point and force his way back into the team. He yeah. didn't do that at all. So everyone in their place keeps a spot. You got to think we did lose the last match and we kept a clean sheet. So you've got to look at the positives. So I wouldn't change much. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Algarzi's fits will he start above Trezeguet because obviously both our wingers lacked a bit of spark in the last game. But I fully expect Torre to start and Watkins so it would be pretty much the same starting lineup as Wolves but it all depends on who's fit because if Samson's not fit then you're looking at Barkley Barkley will probably come straight back in if Algarzi's fit in my opinion he'll come back in for Trezeguet and but again we're doing this podcast uh, when we've not had the press conference yet so we're not too sure but um, if everyone's pretty much like how they were then it would be the same lineup but I would want Al Ghazi on on the wing, if if I could change it. But the whole tactics and game plan, I would stick exactly the same to what we did against Wolves. Yeah, I agree. Um, stay with the same lineup as you said, unless um, obviously Jack or Cash is back. No questions asked. Otherwise, yep. yes, yeah, with it. Like I said, they give more legs, energy, and it was better attacking options. Um, like you say, if Sanson isn't playing, um, you know, it's going to be a toss-up between Ramsey and Barkley. You'd probably go Barkley just because he needs confidence. He needs a goal maybe to get himself kicked going again. And Newcastle's kind of primed to go against. Um, but, yeah, um, it would just be interesting to see what he does change. Because I, apart from, you know, in the first half especially, we did really well. And I thought we deserved the win. But the second half, we deserved to lose. So... Game two halves it was for Wolves. So hopefully, if we put what we did in the half against Wolves against Newcastle, um, then we should have them hopefully done and dusted by half time anyway. So, yeah, sign up for me. So, um, moving on to the actual uh, new, you know, a bit of a in depth look at Newcastle itself yeah. and have a look at what they've done and stuff. Just for instance, let's look at the last five games. They've won one, they've drew two, and they've lost two. 
Now, what do you read from that? You, 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 you'd expect us to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But I, I, like, like you've said, he's like looking into it. Newcastle's a bit more, means a lot more to me than most because my brother is a Newcastle fan. I've probably said it in the past on the podcast. I know a lot about Newcastle because it's forced on me. Um, so obviously, I'm just thankful Alan Shearer doesn't play anymore because it was vicious, <laughs> to say the least. But they haven't got him anymore. And their new version of him is obviously Callum Wilson, obviously nowhere near that level. And thankfully, um, they've got a fair few injuries. Yeah, I did a little nosing around in the old uh, Newcastle team. And if you look at their star man, because let's be honest, he is their star man. Callum Wilson has got 10 goals and I think it's four assists. Now, you think, oh, that's not a bad, you know, that's not a bad uh, comeback, but it's no. Newcastle's it's Newcastle's best player by far. You can say sent max maximum or whatever, but Wilson's been, when he's been playing, as bad as I don't want to say this because apparently he chose Newcastle over us, but he's consistently had a good season. He, it's just really happened now that he's got an injury and it's you know, killed his season and it might effectively kill Newcastle's season because Callum Wilson is just a classic old school number nine. Yeah, um, he is. And he is a massive, massive loss, as you say. St. Maxim, I think he's eight. Almiron's eight as well. Um, they have got um, Dubravka back, which is quite good because I think Dar is kind of a plus for them. But on the Wilson topic, if if they do go down, it'd be quite interesting to see if we obviously we we more than likely going to get another striker in the summer, whether we'd go back in for him. So it'd be quite interesting to see what would happen or whether he'd want to stick it out at Newcastle. Yeah, and to be fair, it'll be interesting to see what three teams go down because we've got we've got forty points now. We can officially say that we're safe, but uh, yeah. Newcastle are getting sucked in as well as Brighton, but. I can't wait to see what three teams go down because we'll do a podcast in the summer regarding who we want personally and who would we steal from these three teams. Um, I think that would make a good ep- episode and have people's opinions on it. But uh, yeah, I just think Wilson's a massive miss for them, hence why they've got one win in the last five, hence why they're uh, tw- the 16th in the Premiership. and They've played 27 and got 27 points. Um because you look at their team on paper without injuries, their team's awesome, uh, but they've just been very lucky. But their star men, apart from obviously Wilson, you've got Alvaron and you've got St. Maximum, they're, three of them are their all-time, but they're this season's top goal scorers for them and all three are out. So you think to yourself, oh, okay then. But I don't want players to think like that because then their defence sort of chills a, a bit. So... Like you said, they've got that other player coming back and they've got that forward that's normally useless, but watch him have a worldie against us. But uh, I've, had a, I've, had, I've had a look. They normally play a 4-4-2 by the looks of, of it. That's their main formation they play. That's a typical Steve Bruce form, you know, thing, in it? 4-4-2. And their wild card, for me, you need to stop the engine in the uh, team. And that's uh, old Voldemort, a.k.a. Chalvo. <laughs> Yeah, he he is kind of he he's so inconsistent that that's his problem. If he consistently as good as he can be, you know, he's a top top player. 
But as you say, he just goes missing far too much. And I know he's probably like the equivalent of Traore or Al Ghazi for us, you know, with how hot and cold they can be. But if he's on fire, um, like you say, he's a wild card um, and you've got to keep him quiet. Um, but that's where I, th- I can't see. It's one of those where I don't know where the game will be won and lost because I, with them three being out for Newcastle, like you say, the Shelby, who's hot and cold, but then you, I'm kind of struggling without being too harsh on them. Um, I know you got Fraser, who did quite well, but I think he's been quite poor for Newcastle. Um, but I don't know. It's, I think it'll literally be is how we turn up. If we turn up how we know we can be, you know, we could have this game won without coming out of like third, fourth gear. Um, but it's, like I said, I think it's more on our shoulders than them, but it just wouldn't surprise me with the way we've been this season that we go and you know, they snatch a draw or a win off us and then we and then I know we've got Spurs coming up and then we kind of beat them. Do you know what I mean? Or it's just kind of and I know Liverpool's coming up as well. Um but it's just you just kinda of get the three points on the board. I mean I know it's Newcastle but I'd just take a ninety third, you know, corner, one nil win. I'll take that now, but just to get the points. But yeah, I'm I'm just struggling to see where they've actually got, without saying harsh, much talent other than the hot and cold shelving. Yeah. On paper, we should do them over. Like we've not mauled and anyone since Liverpool. Like, like we've not comfortably won a game two or three or four nil no. since the Liverpool match. And normally, you have three or four of them for the position that we're looking for. Um, but like you said, they have got good players, but they just don't seem to be doing it. Like the Ryan Fraser, yeah. I lost all respect for him for what he did with Bournemouth last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, obviously, the season got prolonged because of COVID. And then, obviously, his contract run out. And instead of extending it, like a lot of players did for that last month or so, I can't think how long it was, um, he decided not to, to protect him and his future. And I'm not going to lie, if Fraser's that good, he could have played, kept Bournemouth up. I'm glad he didn't, because obviously we stopped up. But um, he could have easily played. And if he did get injured, I don't think they would have put any club off. Because if, you think, cause if, he's, if he's that good, then you believe in, in yourself. So I thought it was very, very selfish. I don't care what anyone else thinks because some people are sticking up for him. I just think, t- to me, that's a bad egg. And the stuff I've heard in the papers, uh, well, on Sky Sports, who reads papers now? What I've, seen, what I've heard in the uh, Sky Sports is that he had a bit of a, a training ground bust up with Bruce and he got leaked out. So that sort of, again, it shows you like, do you really want that sort of, I mean, we've had a fair share of troublemakers at Villa. But thankfully, over the last few seasons, we've got rid of the rotten apples and um, you can see what's happening with the team. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I would say I feel sorry for Newcastle, but I don't. They'll sob on the time. But um, defensively, our defence is superior to theirs, like, ridiculously. Um, We've got probably the best keeper in the Premiership at the moment, bar the City keeper, even though we let two in against United. Um, our midfield should have enough quality to uh, to do theirs. I just don't see anywhere on the pitch where they beat yeah. us. But when you think about the Brighton match, when you think about um, the Sheffield United match, you think about the West Ham match, games like that where we should have won and we didn't. Um, and like you said, we sort of, well, we're like Robin Hood. We sort of take from the rich, i.e. the good teams, and we give to the poor, i.e. the lower teams. And, as much as uh, I don't mind beating the good teams because everyone does, I want to beat the I want to beat the poorer teams because that's how you move up the table. You look at West Ham, uh, you look at Everton. That's why they're above us 
because they're beating teams that are in and around them. It's all right beating the teams above them, but we've got to beat the teams that are next to us or below us. And that's what's stopping us from where, where we're ninth at the moment. That's probably why we're ninth yeah. and not, say, sixth. But I think that's something that we'll address um, in the transfer window next season. And I think that's where we'll push on. As, as uh, we both said on the previous podcast, we're a year ahead of where we should be in the Premiership. Yeah. So I'm not going to moan. I'm not a Smith out, as you get some idiots on Twitter that say that. I think Smith's doing a very good job. Um, we're going along nicely. I still think there's loads of points to play for. But Friday night is the sort of game we need to just get the get the three points. But not just get the three points. Get the three points comfortably. Let's get a two or a three goal win just to get the everyone's heads up. And then this whole we lose against lower teams and win against poorer teams. If that goes then we can just hopefully we can move on for the rest of the season. So I think as much as people play it down, Friday's a big, big game because it will show what Villa's about. Yeah, um, definitely. And as you say, we've we got the teams, like you said, that um, up in the in the top six. Do you know what I mean? Like that they're in the teams that, that go and get, you, you go and beat them and it, I look at them and I'm like three point three point. do you know what I mean? And, that's your bread and butter yeah. to foundations to, to, to get in the, you know, to get up there in the league. Um, and that's where we've got to kind of be. We've got to start doing that. Um, but you've got, like you said about Fraser, um, I believe that he thought he was going to get a bigger move than Newcastle. That's just my humble opinion. Um, I think he thought he was going to get a big move. And I think that's why he stopped himself, you know, playing um, after COVID. But I think it put a lot of teams off with the way it reacted um, because when he was playing for Bournemouth, I said I wouldn't mind having him end of the season. I know his contract's up and whatnot. Um, but then when you saw what he did, it was kind of like, whoa, let's not, yeah, let's not bother going there because he's just a merchant who's looking for that move and more concerned with his own ability than his team's. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad he kind of did it in a way, like you say, because Bournemouth went down and we didn't. Um, but he, he, he has got the ability, but I just don't think his head's in the right place. And like you said, there. I didn't know nothing about the Fraser bust up till you said. Um, so that just, you know, makes for interesting read um, after I finish the podcast. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it is a big game and we, we've not won comfortably in a, in a while now. And, you know, it, you looked at the Burnley game and you thought, you know, that's probably the comfortablest we've been in a while going into into the half time and, and then it just fell apart. So yeah, a two nil wins it's or more is needed because really the last time we've really been comfortable is like you say, is Liverpool. Yeah, I mean what Villa's game plan is and what it should have been is beat the teams in and around us, beat the teams below us, and then get the the odd win against the top four, top uh, five teams. It just hasn't been like that, but I'm not gonna mind because I would have loved to be in this position so I can't really moan at the um, game plans or how we've lost we just get on with it and I'm happy where we are Um, we're building and it's going to take another transfer window to maybe get the extra two or three players to sort of push us on so I'm comfortable with where we are but games like Newcastle we just need in my opinion we should be 2-0 up at half time and we'll move on and see what we can do in the second half but the longer you leave it 0-0 the more teams get in. 
So I'm just hoping we get the early goal because we seem to do good when we get the early goal and just hold on to it or add to it. Yeah, as you say, if we get the early goal, it's very rare we lose from a winning position, but then it's rare we win from a losing position. So it is kind of that first goal is vital um, from a Villa standpoint. And as you say, that it, it you know it is good that we've got 40 points so we can just tick over nicely, but I want us to see us push on and... You know, that when you start looking at losing silly points against Sheffield United, Wolves to an extent in the first half, Burnley, you know, you look at it and you're like, that's just silly, you know, six, nine points or whatever that you could have had on top. And obviously, beating teams like Leicester that we did in the start, you know, the first half of the season, um, that doesn't really define our season. But losing to teams like Brighton and, OK, West Ham not currently at the moment, but still West Ham at an extent, that kind of that's that's where we are as a club. So we need to be taking points in and around us. It's great to take them off, you know, if you can take them off City and United. I mean, obviously Liverpool would have been in that category, but they're just having a poor season. Um, it is good to take them, but that doesn't define us as a club as you know for that season because you, you do you know what I mean? Like you've got to take them from in and around you. So yeah, it it is a big game, and like I say, just by half time, I want it to be comfortable. Yeah. Um... And it's always good to get one over Bruce. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, all right, going into predictions, what do you think will happen on Friday night? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0, and I reckon both goals are coming in the first half, and I'm going to go for a Watkins brace. Okay. What we should be doing is a 4-0 win, but <laughs> <laughs> what I'll be happy with, I'll be happy with 1-0, but... I think we can push on and do two or three now. I'll say two now because we are playing away. I know it don't mean much now, but I'll take two now. And I would also take, like yourself, Watkins to score. I don't care if he just scores one. Just getting back on the score sheet or even getting him an assist. He deserves so much more for how he's playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really hope he gets in on it. But... With the defensive frailties that Newcastle have got, there's no way we shouldn't be scoring on Friday. Yeah, definitely. Um, if if we come out of that with less than three points, I, I'm it, it's it's a bad result in my opinion. It's it's right up there with the Sheffield United one uh, nil defeat. I mean, obviously you can look at that and say, oh, you know, they put ten men behind the ball and such and such. You know, they shouldn't really be using those excuses for a team on a push into the top eight um, as we are. Um, so yeah, mate, we, we've got to go and we've got to just put them to bed, nice and early, and just be clinical. But like we said, I've seen a few people moan about um, Watkins are late, and and I know we spoke about it on the preview. But he, he's he's talented, and like you say, he's got ten goals in his first season. If his VAR decisions went for him, and the penalty misses, and the shots off the bar, and things, he'd be like a twenty-plus striker. So he has got it in the bag. It's just. He's just been a bit unlucky this season, but you can't really moan when it's his first season. So there's no doubt in my mind he can't put Newcastle to the sword. No, that's that's why it's a perfect game for him yeah. to uh, hopefully get a few chances and just bury them. Um, and how bad Newcastle are at the moment. It's just a perfect time to play them. Um, and, and it's always good to get a win. And then when you go on to Spurs, you've got a bit of, conf- a bit of confidence. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it, ma- it matters more than just the game. It means that we can move on to Spurs and, did you say, about Liverpool soon as well. So, um, 
and Spurs are picking up now. I think Gareth Bale's found his form. Um, he ain't turned up for the whole season, and he turned up for the last two matches and smashed it. Yeah, that's 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 a bit of a worry. I mean, you got Son Kane on Bale all on form, but I'm guessing uh, Mourinho's took his golf clubs off him, so. He's uh yeah, he's doing really well, which is a sad thing. <laughs> it is. I mean, I wouldn't be as worried if we had cash back. In my opinion, if cash is back, I'm not going to panic as much as maybe I would do, yeah. um, because I know cash can handle the best of players, and my confidence in target is massive now. I would say put anyone against him, he'll put a good shift in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Target is probably. I know Luke Shaw's having a really good season, but you know there's a good, com- you know, com- um, you know between him and Target, that's two very good left backs for England. Um, but obviously for us, he's gone from being a mediocre five six rating player to pushing to the eights and nines pretty much every single game. So yeah, against any player, I'd I'd fancy him to have a very good game. Yeah, I mean. England now, in my opinion, have got three very good left-backs. Your target, Shaw, and Cheerwell, but none of them... I mean, I could be biased now and say target's had the most consistent season because I think he has. In my opinion, Shaw's only turned up about six, eight games into the season and I've not heard many headlines about Cheerwell actually doing anything, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm hoping with the England games coming up, Southgate just picks target and Konza... Even if they don't, even if he, they don't take them to the tournament, just get them in there and just give them a game. Yeah, yeah. They, to be fair, there's like you say, it's going to sound biased, but I, I agree. I think Target and Mings, and I know Stones is on form now, but I quite obviously I like Konza to go as well. Obviously, I know we're not going to have like eleven Villa players playing for England, um, but there's a fair few good English players at Villa, and majority deserve to be, you know, in that squad. And it's not just because being biased, it's just when you look at them, especially when you look at the back four, um, that I'm all English. And it, it's kind of the old um, topic of when Arsenal had that very good England back five and they never played together for England, you know, between the yeah. five of them. I'm not saying we're anywhere near that level, but you just like to think, well, if they can do it at club level, they could maybe do international level. And like, the Arsenal one always baffled me. And I just be nice just for one game. I don't care if it's against Ethiopia. Just to see it would be absolutely amazing. But I think I might be, you know, spinning on my head a little bit too much there. But, um, but Target and Mings and Jack, obviously, probably are the most ones I'm going to get the, the call up now. But it would be great to see. Yeah, I mean, if you're picking, if you're picking England team now, Mings and Jack are going to be in it. They'll be on the plane. I just want Target and Konza to play in the friendlies coming up. Just give them a game and show them what you can do. Even if I think Konza's good enough to be a backup centre-back for England, but there's so many centre-backs out there. Like, is Konza going to beat Maguire? Like, the amount of hype that's on Maguire is ridiculous. So, he's not going to shift him. I don't rate Maguire as much as Konza. No, me neither. It is, it is what it is. We live in a world where if um, you play for a top-four team, you get a lot more spotlight on, on you. I'm sure if you put Maguire's stats next to Konza's stats, Konza will come out the better one. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, you saw that stat not that long ago about the dribbling where he's the only centre-half not to be dribbled past. It probably has been broken now. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't rate Maguire for me. He's not a top two, top three Premier League you know, centre-half for me. Uh, I thought Lesnar was the, probably about the right level. I know they are a top three, top four, but you know, from a standard... Your cities and Liverpool's and United's position, um, you know, I, I, I don't think he's good enough 
if I'm honest, for a top four team. Um, he's a bit like an all rig, and even when uh, he played against like the stronger players, like Mings can handle him. He just, he, for me, he just flaps way too much. Yeah, um, and even the Everton centre back is it Keane? I think he's getting some good rave um, games as well. So Southgate's got a lot to think about. But anyway, we've gone off massively here, <laughs> talking about Villa and Newcastle. When we're talking about going on the plane, Christ. Um, I think we've. Uh, I think that's a perfect place to wrap to wrap it up. Um, thank you for all listening, and we will hear from you when we send out. The next episode, that will be probably this Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Um, it depends, obviously, when we can schedule it in. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it all. And if you don't already follow us on Twitter or Facebook, please give us a follow. Thank you, Guy. Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully we didn't bore you too much on this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully a good win against Newcastle. All being well. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.